Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. In a world that is becoming increasingly cashless, many parents are considering whether it makes sense to let their kids practice financial management by giving them a debit card to use for purchases. Teaching financial literacy to your kids can have a great impact on their financial future. So we're going to discuss some things that can help you decide if this path is right for your family. So I know this is not something that is probably top of mind for you at the moment, Mark. Well, actually, I have quite a bit of thoughts about this, but uh, I have a feeling we're going to be leaning on you a lot for the <laughs> I've got practical. a few more kids than you. And, and this is actually a topic that I've been considering for a long time because mm-hmm. You know, I was not raised in a family that was intentional about financial education, mostly because there was no finance to educate me on. Um, (laughs) But uh, I have been feeling like it's important for me because I've got Mm -hmm. a son who's about to turn 16 to start forcing them to kind of manage their own money to a degree. So even though my kids don't get a just regular um, allowance, um, there are planned expenses that I set aside funds for. So there's been this part of me that's been trying to decide when the timing will be right. So that's part of what we're going to cover today. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, there's some things to consider before you really even go down this pathway of whether this is the right fit for your family. And the first thing is the age of your children. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be opening a bank account and using a, a, like one of your local banks, Some of them do have a minimum age before they'll allow you to use a debit card. So whether you feel like your child is emotionally ready, the bank may not allow that. Now, there are some Mm -hmm. app companies or credit card companies that will allow you to kind of create a debit card that has limits on it, things like that, that don't have those same limits. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be using your bank, that's important. But what are some of the signs that your child may be ready to start really being intentional about debit cards and and managing their finances yeah. so just curious like do you know what those ages are or some places it, it's 14 15 okay. um some places it's as low as 10 so it mm. is by bank it is very um, unique to the bank so if your bank doesn't allow it then you may check with another one for me i like using the bank route and just not having um nsf coverage for them so like if the bank account is drawn to zero, they just won't be able to use their card. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want my children to have access to overdraft though. Right. So with mine, we will be turning that feature off. Yeah. Um, Now, one of the big signs that they may be ready for many and kind of the one that I think triggers most parents to think about this is their child getting their first job. Yeah. That's uh, actually kind of whenever I got my first uh, bank card is whenever I started making money. Right. And that was mm-hmm. uh, about 15, 16 around there. That's uh, my mom and I went to the bank and we went through that whole process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was well, and interesting. Exciting. This tells you the difference <laughs> in our ages. They didn't have a debit card for me. I don't think debit cards were a thing yet. I had an ATM mm-hmm. card, but I didn't have a debit card at first. Yeah. So if I wanted money, I had to go to the bank and get the cash. Um, so a little bonus tip, by the way, if you have a kid who is turning 15, 16, about to start their first job, one thing I did not know before I worked here and got my licensing was that you can have a Roth IRA mm-hmm. the minute you have earned income. Yeah, that's so nice that think about, you know, <laughs> as parents were like, man, I'd love for my kid to have a leg up. I'd love for them to be able to go further than I've gone. Mm-hmm. Think about having that new job and starting immediately with 
contributions to an IRA, that that could have such a huge impact and what a jump start. Well, we talk so much about the the number one factor that can influence you know how much your your account can grow over time is time right mm-hmm. so the the younger that you start that just means you know if, if you're starting in your teens that you could have you know 50 you know 40 50 years for that that investment to grow yes. so when we talk about compound investing i mean that is a long long time yes so that can be really powerful to go ahead and while you're opening that bank account open that roth ira too Uh, Another thing to consider is, are they a new driver? So are they going to need to be able to stop and get gas and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, not have to go into the store every time, which I'm just going to be honest, I, I prefer, um, even when I was cash heavy in my budget, I always had my debit card for gas expenses Mm because I did not want to have to go inside. Um, so first job, new driver, or if they're someone who has consistent expenses. So in my case, my kids are in a lot of activities at school. Mm -hmm. So I have to plan for those expenses. But when I've been considering this, that was one of the things I thought about them picking up is I would pay them a flat amount per month, but they would have to plan for those things that I'm covering for them, like their lunch account at school or their um, activities that they're going to owe dues for each month. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the things that we were talking about, you know, before uh, we started the, the recording. Is there's already so many things that you're paying for them, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Like you know, gas, you know, uh, insurance, all all these different things, uh, food going out, and all that. So yeah, at which point do you uh, make them responsible for each one of those things, and and you know, put that on on their plate? Uh, one thing that I could think of is, uh, you know, in in my family, um, my my cousin is the oldest one, and she would kind of take over responsibility, you know, because mm-hmm. because she was the oldest one and she's actually very responsible. And so she would drive, you know, uh, my younger cousins around and that kind of thing. So my uncles uh, made them, uh, made her responsible and gave her, you know, kind of the money to then transport everybody around mm-hmm. and, and do, you know, all of those things. Mm-hmm. So which I thought, you know, kind of makes sense. At, yes. at that point, it's it's necessary. And, and a big part of it you kind of touched on there is maturity level. So mm-hmm. if you think about this concept of giving your child a debit card and you think, well, all they'll do is buy Robux with it. Probably not ready for it. Probably (laughs) not ready for it. And then you've got to ask yourself, are we going to use a bank based option or are we going to use one of the apps out there? And there's, there's tons of them out there. So do your vetting on those. Um, Because the cool thing about most of the apps out there is they also have the controls for you to be able to notify yourself when your children make purchases, things like that. But before you even do this, one thing we'd like you to consider is creating a contract for use. This may seem really formal. And a lot of people, mm-hmm. w- you know, when it comes to cell phones, things like that, you've heard people talk about doing a contract. It sets boundaries and it sets expectations. Kids flourish when they know their boundaries. Mm-hmm. They're going to push them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say they don't. Uh, I've got yeah. two teenagers right now. And, and sometimes I wonder what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. But when they know where the boundary is, it helps them know Mm-hmm. how to handle it. Right. Yeah. It's it's almost like, you know, there's freedom in knowing what to do and what not to do. It's it's already a pre-established decision that they mm-hmm. don't have to make. Yes. So there's some things to consider before you do it. Let's talk about some of the benefits of choosing to do this in your family. Mm-hmm. If you're choosing to do this in your family, obviously there's like a big list of priorities. We already talked about, you know, maturity level and looking at uh, whether they have a job, kind of what those responsibilities are. I don't really have a family, so I'm kind of looking at it from just a perspective of, you know, if if this was 
know, my kid that I was kind of thinking about what to do here, right? I kind of draw from my own experience mm-hmm. and the fact that kind of kind of like you, I my family didn't grow up with much. So uh, as far as, you know, uh, budgeting or or kind of like what we like to call it spending plan, mm-hmm. there was never one that I was communicated about because yes. it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's all going to just our bare necessities. That's mm-hmm. that's the budget, right? If we can cover that, then we're golden. It's it's really kind of an interesting thought for me uh, to kind of go through that because it's like, okay, like I am actually going to have like surplus with with my family. So mm-hmm. what is that going to look like? Mm-hmm. And really what we're doing is we're, creating money management skills here. Mm-hmm. So you could take their allowance and add it to the account if you do an allowance. You could yeah. put the funds. One of the tips I've talked to people who have teenagers about is, as a parent, there's a certain amount that you schedule, hopefully, for the cost of every school year. So mm-hmm. new supplies, usually you're going to buy a couple of new outfits at least. Taking the money that you would have spent, putting it in their account and allowing them to have some autonomy on those purchases Mm -hmm. now with boundaries. So, for instance, in my case, my kids get that dollar amount. They have to purchase their necessities first. So they have to buy the backpack and the school supplies first with the money. But if they want to buy the $70 Nike backpack, they can. It just means they may not have enough money left over for the outfit they'd like to buy. And so it teaches them to prioritize. Another thing is with my kids, they know an I, only a certain amount is going into their lunch account. And we had we had a bit of a rough start this year. So our school has this new thing where for a certain amount, you get a certain number of items. But there are all these other items you can pay extra for. And y'all, right. this is where I'm like, are you kidding me? It's $1.25 for a cookie. <laughs> My kids yeah. went through $100 of lunch money in two and a half weeks. Wow. Because they didn't realize the cost of these things. There's no price tags on them. Really? So we had a pointed conversation. I said, listen, I'll refill them for this month, but you need to understand this is how much goes in per month. Yeah. I will not refill it again. See, so that's kind of what I was going to ask you because, you know, as as you're looking at, at like, I see this list of items and see, okay, you know, you're going to put this much money in and this is kind of what you're going to teach them. But they're kids, right? They're going to make mistakes mm-hmm. and they're going to disobey or whatever, uh, push the boundaries, kind of yes. like we talked about earlier. So what are those conversations like? That's kind of what I'm really curious about. Yes. So there's a couple of things like one of them is part of parenting is you've got to give your kids just enough rope, mm-hmm. but keep the rope on so that you can pull <laughs> them back. Right. In the case of like the lunches, I've told my kids, you have the right to bring whatever happens to be at the house or you can be mindful of your spending at school. Mm-hmm. And and it's and there's wiggle room in what I give them. There's enough for them to have a few surplus items as long as they're not doing it every single day. Okay. Um, but do they know that they have wiggle room? Exactly, they do. Yeah. Okay. So basically, with the amount that I put in there, it covers more days than they have in the month. You know, mm-hmm. you basically have got four weeks. It's twenty days. What mm-hmm. I put in there should cover thirty. So they've got wiggle room. Yeah. Um, but they. <laughs> They tend to push the boundaries a little bit. Um, but before we get into the buyer beware section of this, I do want to cover a couple of other things. Okay. So as far as benefits go, many of these apps or bank accounts have the ease of transferring back and forth. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you do it at your bank, you can literally use your online platform to just add funds to their account. And in my case, what I'm planning to do is set up an automatic transfer of a certain dollar amount mm-hmm. to cover those things that I know are consistent that I budget for. And then the last thing is cash can be lost and not recovered. I mean, I've lost cash and we've all found that like random five, 10, $20 sitting in a bank, in a jacket. Right. Oh yeah. They were like, Oh, I didn't even know I had that. Yeah. Um, 
So with a kid, you know, the card, yes, it can be lost, but oftentimes you do have the ability to do, um, you know, the chargebacks, things like that, if it gets abused. Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, if it gets lost or whatever, I mean, you can, for the most part on my cards, I can uh, pull up the app and put lock card, right? Exactly. Or just replace it lost immediately. And that mm-hmm. way, you know, it, you get a new one in the mail, that one gets deactivated. It's a pretty exactly. simple process. Exactly. And with that, you know, you're teaching them to be responsible to keep up with the card as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you mentioned, there are some things that you have to go, man, what happens if, mm-hmm. right? So one thing to be mindful of is that studies have shown that people spend more using cards. So that is something you need to be mindful of when it comes to your kids is that there is an actual brain response when you use cash to pay for things. And you don't have that same response when you use a card because it's Mm -hmm. intangible. So one opportunity you have here is to change that dynamic for the next generation. Our kids are going to be the first generation that grows up without really having a lot of cash in their lives. That's Um, that's kind of a Interesting dynamic. I never thought about that until mm-hmm. we kind of brought this up during the uh, show notes. But yeah, I mean that I I even had you know crash growing up. My I would wash dishes for my grandma. She would give me you know like a few few little cents, and I would have those in my pocket all the time. I feel so mm-hmm. important. Right? Yes, and you think about like the way that our kids view money. Sometimes right. it's it's intangible to them too. So that's right. that's an opportunity for us to change that trend as parents to say I can teach my kid to see this card as cash. I mean, think about how many clients don't even have checks anymore. Yeah. And and for me, I'm still from that generation, so I always have checks. Mm-hmm. Part of it is I have to pay for stuff for the school, but even now they've got an electronic platform for that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there, it's becoming a thing of the past, but we do still need to be intentional to make sure that our kids don't just see that as intangible and that they can understand the impact of swiping that card because otherwise we can develop that same bad habit in our kids on accident if we constantly save the day. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, you know, if you see them or, or you know, uh, they come to you and they've uh, gone over their plan right, or <laughs> their budget, whatever it may be, uh, and then they just ask, OK, yeah, just, you know, transfer more, more money to the account and, and do that over and over. That, that could be a really unhealthy pattern. Yes. It's no different than if you have grown kids and you're constantly saving the day with their budget. Like yeah. my mom always said, if you're starving, come on over. You can eat at my house. Mm-hmm. But don't ask me to pay your rent. And it's similar with this. Like I've told my kids before, like, you know, if if they overspend, let's say they overspent and they want to go to the movies with their friends, it's going to be hard. Moms, dads, it's going to be hard. But you're going to have to say, hey, I'm so sorry you spent all your money. It sounds like you're going to have to wait until X date when you're going to have enough money in your account again, because that is how they learn. So having very clear boundaries in place is important, but you got to stick to your guns. So do you guys have a... Uh, kind of established set of consequences for what happens, you know, like uh, first strike, second strike, third, like anything like that? Or, or how do you guys manage that? So there's two different approaches to this. You know, if it's a need, like mm-hmm. there's uh, an expense coming up for school, then I would give my kids the opportunity to earn it. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to do something kind of heinous because, again, I want it to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you're going to end up scrubbing toilets to earn that 10 bucks that you need for the bowling alley or whatever. Um, if it's something that's just friends and social, then they're probably just going to have to miss out in, in what I've come up with. Again, I haven't incorporated this fully yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that to me makes the most sense. You know, um, there, again, there's different times where you can just choose to give your kids grace. I would just be cautious of that being the constant pattern because right. that rewards the poor choices. There has to be consequences. And you can set up alerts, whether you're using the app-based or bank-based, you can set up alerts that tell you when a certain price is, like when a certain dollar amount is spent. 
Uh, on my personal account, I have an alert that tells me anytime something over $250 hits my bank account. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that'll be much lower for my kids. But let's say anything over $20, I want to be alerted about. Or if their bank balance hits a certain amount, I want to be alerted. You can do that now with a lot of banks through the app. Hmm. Um, so that's a good way to help you yeah, monitor that. Okay. And again, there's some of those companies that have online platforms that you will know. So hmm. it's really important to just teach them to manage that cash really, really well. Yeah. But you, just, oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask. So do you, have you gone over them or do you uh, help them create their own spending plan? Yes. Yes. That's part of it is when they get those, especially if you're helping with the things that you normally paid for, hmm. helping them understand those expenses is really important. Um, it is time for our two cents. And I just want to say, just like all parenting decisions, this one needs to be really ultimately up to you. Every family is unique. So we don't want you to ever feel pressured to do something as a family, but we just want to educate you so that you can have the right tools to do it well. And whether having a debit card becomes part of your child's financial education or not, teaching them how to create a spending plan and plan for expenses that they will encounter is great great practice. And it's a way that you can help them build confidence so that they can do it on their own one day. Thank you for joining us today on Talking Sense. On our next episode, we're going to be talking about how to understand your health insurance. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Gym Walt team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Or you can call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Jim Walt Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.